Ashmore Estates stands tall as a ghostly beacon in the middle of rural Illinois. Its brick exterior makes your hair stand on end, but inexplicably draws you in. As you enter the building, an uneasy silence fills the air around you. An entryway off to the side reveals a staircase heading down. You start to move towards it, but you suddenly feel an unusual heat coming from the stairwell in an otherwise cold, abandoned building. Movement from the corner of your eye causes you to jerk your head back down the direction of the corridor before you. You look just in time to see a figure heading up the identical staircase at the far end of the hall. With concern for the person also wandering the halls, you make your way to the second floor to meet them. Once there, you hear the sound of crackling, almost like a fire burning in one of the vacant rooms. But that can't be. You catch a glimpse of a wrought iron bed in the room next to you, but quickly look away once your eyes land on the leather restraints. Once more, you see someone continuing their climb to the third floor at the other end of the hall. Determined to stop this person from wandering the building alone, you quickly scale the stairs upwards. As you reach the top, you freeze at the sight of someone standing in the middle of the hall. They appear to be staring back at you. As you move forward, you open your mouth to call out, but gasp as you watch them turn and walk into the empty elevator shaft. You race down the hall, adrenaline pushing you forward. Just as you reach the elevator opening, you realize it's too late to stop. You let out a shrill cry as the shadow figure flies out from the darkness, its arms outstretched. Never forget. <laughs> no, I love fresco cheeses. <laughs> oh no. Okay, get it together. Hello. You are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And we're back. It's like, it's only been a week for you guys, but I want you all to know we've had a weird... Ample time. Yeah, we've had a weird two weeks. Megan went on vacation. We both had a birthday. Weird how that works. Right. <laughs> no, twins and all. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I think we mentioned in the last episodes we've recorded those essentially back to back. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to get back in the swing of this. We feel out of practice already. I popped my shoulder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to talk about um, Ashmore Estates in Ashmore, Illinois. So we are finally out of state. We're moving on up <laughs> or moving on over. East. All right. Goodness sakes. That, that was. Aphrodite, everybody. I've talked about my cats on here. I haven't talked about my bearded dragon yet. She apparently just wanted to <laughs> do a dive bomb off of her log. She is really putting the sass on right now. Her little head just keeps eating. Eat, uh, she's eat. a crotchety old lady. I don't know. Oh my goodness. I'll play with you later. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So yeah, we're going to Ashmore, Illinois this time moving over just a a wee bit i know and this one it's a doozy folks so it's a good one yeah so what are we drinking today megan oh yeah i was <laughs> i forgot no um so today and kelsey you're gonna have to i guess this one is a stretch this but... is such a stretch don't judge us so we're drinking a 2016 Ooh. 14 Hands Merlot from, what, Columbia Valley? 
It's celebrating the spirit of the wild horses that once roamed eastern Washington <laughs> and measured just 14 hands tall, oh, and being equal well, to the width of a palm. That makes sense. I forgot that's how they measured horses. No. Balanced with rich flavors, aromas of blackberry, plum, cherry, and mocha. Ooh, this will go well with our <gasps> banana chocolate muffin. That we had before this. <laughs> So yes. why, why does this go with the story? <laughs> okay, so this is the stretch. I forgot. I, you're probably wondering, how does measuring horses have anything to do with an insane asylum? And I'll tell you now, it doesn't. <laughs> this There was nothing we could find to really make sense with this. So the only reason I told her to pick this one is because the property changed hands so many times. Probably 14 of them. <laughs> <laughs> We had to get. Uh, well, I actually, you know, I take. am now wondering if there were 17, 17, Jesus, seven owners, all with, with assuming two hands. I hope they all had two hands. Sorry if some of you didn't. Um, that makes 14. <laughs> there, there we go. Oh, my God. That was my big old, that was my big old stretch. So, right. So that that's my stretch on why. 14 hands is relevant to this story it's um, decently priced i think this it was 12 dollars and some change after tax so okay yeah uh oh are we ready we're ready we're doing it all right go for it here we go it's a cork by the way ready I'm gonna go this way so okay. i can hit the mic anticipation <gasps> are you kidding me what? I don't even know if y'all heard that fart in the wind. There was nothing. <laughs> was there was no pop, no nothing. It literally goes... <gasps> that's, that's what it sounded Jesus. like. We're starting How disappointing. Strong. Didn't you say this was bottom shelf? No. Oh. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was either the bottom shelf or second to bottom. It was low. It was low on the shelf. All right. But... Well, that's easily the most disappointing pop we've had. It smells really good, though. I'll give Clearly you that. Clearly, the cork wasn't stopping anything, though, so I'm concerned. The cork is still good for a 2016. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not impressed yet, but the <laughs> smell's okay, so, like, we're picking it back up, I guess. All right, well, pour me a glass. I want to drink and I want to talk. Hear that god-awful sound. Megan has a glass called Feline, or called, it says Feline Festive. I still haven't quite unpacked everything here. So Megan's glass says Feline Festive with cat paws. And yours is Felice, Felice Navi Dog. dog. <laughs> I know. Where did There's, you even get these? I got it for Christmas. So yeah, weird um, Christmas glasses, but I'll unpack everything eventually. All right, let's drink it. Let's so try. Smell. I mean, if you smell it, it's not bad. Out of it smelled better, I think, in the the bottle there. But we'll give it a taste. I I like it. I'm just gonna come right out and say I like it. I for it's a long bad. time, Merlots were actually my favorite kind of wine, um, and then I shied away from it. But this is actually really it's very tolerable, smooth. palatable, it's very smooth. <laughs> It's not too dry. There's a hint of dryness, but I think the the berry and the chocolate notes really bring out the sweet in it to kind of counteract. It goes down very smooth, very warm. It does. And this is actually like the proper temperature for the wine for once. So <laughs> neat, neat. Okay. Good stuff. Good. Good wine. 14, 14 hands. hands. <laughs> we it's got some horses on it. 
go get it second to bottom shelf right probably anywhere gotta squat for it (laughs) (laughs) okay so i got the majority of my information from there's actually a website called ashmoreestates.net go figure yeah they have their they have their own website it had a a lot of information, but surprisingly, I still found other information elsewhere. So I don't know. I don't Convenient. know. It's a, it's another one of those. No offense. It's another one of those like really sloppily put together websites. It's not a very fancy one. I mean, it still beats. Um, oh my gosh, what Angel is, Fire. Angel Fire. <laughs> it doesn't have quite go- as many dancing. It's not a ghosts. dancing ghost. It's just a bouncing ghost. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. So anyway. Uh, I'm, I really just copy and pasted a lot of the information from there. Um, and I'll start by saying I'm a little confused because it had a lot of information about the building. So I thought, but then it kind of alludes to the fact that like the building that it's talking about in the beginning is not only not the same building, it's not even in the same location. So I'm like, why are we even talking about this in the first place? But I'm mentioning it because they felt the need to mention it. So here comes mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, just straight quotes from the website. So from 1857 until 1869, the Coles County Poor Farm was located in Charleston Township near the small town of Loxa, Illinois. In 1870, the county purchased 260 acres from A.N. Graham. Keep track of how many owners. Okay. (laughs) So there's one. Uh, So it says in 1870, the county purchased 260 acres from A.N. Graham in Section 35 of Ashmore Township for a new farm, which sat astride the Indianapolis and St. Louis Railroad. This small timber and bricking... Whoa. Hello. (laughs) This small timber and brick building constructed by H.B. Truman was the first to sit on that property. And it was 38 by 58 feet and two stories tall while with an attached kitchen. I don't know if that's big or not. (laughs) How many? 38 feet by 58 feet. It's Uh, just like a normal size building. Two stories with an attached kitchen, apparently. Eh. Yeah, there you go. Pretty humble living. Uh, Modest living. So... Uh, I looked it up and yeah, so it talks about this building in Loxa, Illinois, which I just said we went to a place in Ashmore, Illinois. I don't know if maybe it changed over time. I don't, I should have looked into that, but it's confusing and you'll hear why in a second. But I looked up cause I'm dumb. I was like, I don't know why we're calling it a poor farm. I was using my context clues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, a poor, the definition of a poor farm is quote, a government run facility to support and provide housing for the dependent or needy. Uh, yeah, so, which, I feel like that's very vague, and depending on when that definition was written, I feel like it could mean very different things. Mm-hmm. And it does, and we'll, oh. and we'll get there in about three sentences, it looks like. Uh, so this poor farm had a lot of residents that were lovingly referred to as inmates. Oh. Well. Yeah, uh, and a lot of them died there, enough oh. so that they built a cemetery on the grounds. And it's recorded that 32 of the 250 inmates died there between 1870 and 1879. (sighs) Yeah. And another cemetery was built a few years later and holds roughly 60 to 100 more bodies. 60 to 100? Yeah, that's what I was like. Large (laughs) margin of error there. Wasn't that like the one thing that's like between the ages of 55 and 100? I'm like, we're really just trying to cover all of our bases (laughs) here. Just, yeah, so lots of people died they were called inmates so again i'm like 
needy and dependent must have meant something very different. Oh, I actually put it right here. I'm guessing dependent and needy covered a lot of grounds back in the late 1800s into the early 1900s because in 1902, the Board of State Commissioners of Public Charities visited the farm and regarding the mentally ill, so it housed mentally ill people. Mm -hmm. So we're already kind of, you know, showing signs of like a... The classic insane asylum. asylum. Yeah, yeah. They just called them poor farms then. But anyway, so the... Board of State Commissioners of Public Charities visited the farm and regarding the mentally ill, they wrote, quote, There is no special provision for the insane. None are locked up or in restraint. And in 1911, the building was condemned for its, quote, vermin-infected walls, rough mm-hmm. floors, small windows, and improper ventilation. Flies swarmed everywhere and were especially notable on the poor food prepared for dinner. Ugh, no. It, so it sounds... <laughs> terrible right and it does it's so dependent and needy in my mind it kind of just sounds like this is where families dumped off unwanted unwanted family members family members with mental illnesses special needs or something like that yep and Hmm. that makes it worse that i'm like they were called inmates so i'm like was this it's a farm so i bet they were all put to work but it sounds like the living conditions were trash so they kept dying I don't know, maybe if inmate had a different connotation back then. I I don't know. Again, like maybe things I could have looked into, but yeah. You can only do so many side story segues, whatever. Yeah. So it just sounds like it was a terrible situation. Like I don't. Yeah. The early 1900s were a different time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But in 1915, it received bids for the new construction of a fireproof building at this location. Oh, good. Yeah. So this one wasn't even fireproof. They're like, oh, let's build a new one and do it right this time. Fingers crossed. So in May 1916, put another finger up, J.W. Montgomery had the cornerstone of the new building laid and it only set him back $20,389, which we did this last time. In 1916, $20,389 is probably roughly like $400,000 now, I think. Oh, only. Uh, Right, right? If I, I don't know, probably wrong. Don't call me out on it. I don't need that negativity (laughs) right now. (laughs) But yeah, that, again, I probably should have looked up like comparatively how much buildings were going for then. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just a mere $20,000 back in 1916. Um, a caretaker and his family took turns living in the newly built almshouse and white farmhouse um, in February 1959, so 43 years later, <laughs> Coles County sold the property to Ashmore Estates. They opened the building as a private psychiatric hospital. After only five years of operation, the hospital closed because of debt. Oh. Yeah. Oh, debt. I was like, dead? Just like dead people? <laughs> no, no they, debt. They because died. of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> No, it reopened a year later in 1965, but changed from a private facility to one that accepted patients from state mental institutions. And by 1968, so three years later, it housed 49 residents. I don't know if that's a lot or a little. A lot of things I probably should have, like, dived into a little more. I could have... I mean, it's all relative, I guess, because the city of Ashmore, I feel like, wasn't that big. No. So 49 people out of you know, that small community probably was a lot. Right. And I mean, I guess 
maybe they were doing something right this time because they made it three years and had 49 <laughs> residents and weren't shut down a second time yet. Um, then there's just this weird gap of time. Then we jump all the way to 1976 where Paul and Swinford, Paul Swinford and Galen Martini, good name, uh, purchased the in- institution and invested over $200,000 into the construction of an addition to the existing building. And construction started in 1977 and finished in the 80s. Oh. So do we want to count Paul and Galen as two uh, two more owners of the building? I think mean, it was building? a partnership. They had it at the same time. So We'll see how it adds up All in the right. end. <laughs> okay, so the, yeah. $200,000. I mean, that's a lot of money anytime, but back in the 70s, so still a large chunk of change. They, like, really invested in this building. Right. And um, high hopes for that. Right. So, again, with... So, the, the construction finished in the 80s. It didn't really specify when, but in February 1986, Paul Swinford entered into a limited partnership with a Peoria-based company known as Covalescent Management Associates, Incorporated to help manage the Institute's finances. The Department of Public Aid and Public Health dragged their feet over the issuance of proper licenses and certificates for nearly a year, leading Swinford to file for permission from the Illinois Health Facility Planning Board to close the facility. So they're closing again. And I don't really know why they drug their feet. So, so far this building is just destined to fail. Yeah. Like, it sucked in the beginning because of caretaking issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they built it again, and it actually had a good stretch of time until they made it. it when it was just someone's, the caretaker and his family's living situation. Uh, and then they ran out of money. Right. Well, I think someone just bought it off of them. Oh. Yeah, someone bought it off of them and then turned it into the hospital, which then shut down five years later. They reopened it a year later. Uh, we've made it a stretch of time again, and it's done again, because for some reason the city... Public aid and public health dragged their feet on getting the proper licenses and certificates for almost a year, so they had to close the facility again. And at the time, Ashmore State's financial losses, this was in 1986, the financial losses due to them dragging their feet was $1.5 million. In what year? 1986. Man. Yeah. And I don't know why they dragged their feet. It didn't say. They're just like, oh, yeah, you need licenses and certificates. We'll get there. Sure. Okay. Eventually. So by the end of April, yeah, by the end of April, I'm guessing 1986, uh, all of the residents had had to be transferred to area area homes and Ashmore Estates closed its doors. Again. Again. (laughs) But then some time went and someone else tried to... uh, Try to take the helm, so go ahead and put up another finger. In 1998, a resident of Sullivan named Arthur Colclasher. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> paid, in 1998, he paid $12,500 for the property. That's it? Yeah, so we can actually say this time that that is it. That's all he bought it for. And he either, he either got a steal or, like, just screwed himself over because this, this right, just- spot is destined to fail. Just threw twelve thousand dollars in the trash is what he did, but yeah. So he actually, so he bought it for twelve thousand five hundred dollars and announced that he planned to renovate the building and turn it into his home. Um, however, what? Wait, he what? 
What? Just why is he buying? Oh my goodness. I'm just going to make it a house. Yeah. I, I don't know. It must have been. Well, no, because remember they did the $200,000 worth of additions and everything. And even though it ran down because of debt, maybe it was actually like a nice functioning building. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because he never got to move in. Because <laughs> continuous vandalism prevented him from ever realizing his plans. So oh, people suck. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people kept he kept trying to build this and people just kept vandalizing it. So he never That would have been there. a heck of an investment though, to buy it for twelve thousand to have that much room to make into a home. Because mm-hmm. what it I don't want to jump back in my notes, but I think it was what, two hundred and six either 206 or 200 260 acres i don't know if he got all of that mm-hmm. there's no well i don't know it, i mean if everyone else saw it as a failing land they're like building they're just like whatever please just take it off our hands we <laughs> right. don't care um so that was back in 1998 i don't know how long he kept trying to build this for but we're jumping all the way up now to august 2006 another hand or another finger scott kelly purchased ashmore estates from arthur and began renovating to finance the project the kelly's there's multiple kelly's it just says scott kelly i don't know oh (laughs) to finance the project the kelly's offered flashlights to flashlight tours of the interior now we're getting to what we know you perked up (laughs) all right (laughs) um yeah so they started offering flashlight tours of the inside, and to discourage trespassers, they erected signs and moved into the property. Uh, their haunted house opened on October 13th, 2006, and in the off-season, Scott offered overnight stays in the building. So now this is getting all oh, familiar. okay. Wow. So yeah, it all, we'll get there. It's weird that it all lined. Like, now we, we're in the present, quote-unquote. It's wild. Well, and our visit versus the time that he bought that, we it was like literally got it in the right sweet spot. Before. No, yeah. I know. I realized that when I read it too. I was like, we, I don't know. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, so now we're jumping forward seven years to January 2013. Uh, Ashmore Estates was hit by a fierce storm with wind speeds reaching 80 to 100 miles per hour. Ashmore State suffered heavy damage, its roof was blown off, and the support gables were destroyed. Shortly thereafter, new owners took over the property and made plans to restore the building to its former glory. How many fingers do you have up? Okay, well now, I have six, but listen. You said that the the county sold it to someone, so it was owned. I didn't put a finger up for them. So if we're counting the original county who sold it to the first person, Mm -hmm. that's seven. Who was right? <laughs> Me. 14 hands. 14 hands. And I'm not counting. See, you should have left your, your partnership alone because that means that makes it an even seven from a, the original owner to the first sale. So technically, when we said put up one finger, we should have put up two. Because so if that's the case, it's seven. If we're count- 14 hands. Because uh, yeah. I'm pretty you know. sure this is the most recent owners. I'm... Look at that. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason, everybody. I'm so excited. Okay. So, the storm, blah, blah, blah. New owners took over the property, made plans to restore the building to its former glory. On May 3rd of 2014, so a little over a year later, Ashmore Estates came under new ownership, and it's now owned by Robin and Norma Terry. No, 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 that's... That's, these are the owners it was talking about oh, previously, okay. so we're fine. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> so if we're still talking partnerships, that count as one. Counts as one. Yeah. I win. Yeah. 
During the first few weeks of ownership, there were huge strides made to clean up and restore Ashmore Estates. After less than two years of owning the property, some huge, it says huge in all capitals, improvements have been made. The building has been gone has gone from people saying they would never go back to booking each year and in some cases coming back more than once in the same year, which I 100% agree with. If you, if you guys have never been, uh, to be fair, we haven't been for a long time, but it does seem like they've done a lot to that building and I would very much like to go again. I don't know yeah. if they're doing it this year given everything going on but oh yeah i don't know maybe they would and they just keep track of how many people are in there and if they only let a group go in at a time or if they only allow you to have so many to a group maybe yeah so that all came from ashmoreestates.net so lots of information and i still was like i feel like the building's namesake's website is going to have the most information i still found other things so i thought i would yeah i feel like there's chunks missing there yeah no there are chunks missing and that's i think what i was out to find and i found a little bit a little bit we'll see so it's weird because wikipedia says that the building stood vacant from 1986 to 2006 which maybe makes sense uh but it did have a little more information differing from Ashmore's website. So I did say there was that stretch. I thought it said something in 2003. He bought it, but he didn't do it. He wasn't able to do okay, anything. So, so maybe that's what they mean. It was yeah, vacant, technically. I think bought that's why it, I put, but he never lived there. That's why I put maybe it makes sense. I don't know. It just, man, that's 20 years empty. And that's probably why it got in such disarray. Yeah. So it would be, this is coming from Wikipedia now. So like, Take it with a grain of salt. But um, it would be three years before anyone endeavored to reopen the institution. In 1990, Paul Swinford, in conjunction with a Tennessee company known as Corrections Corporation of America, attempted to turn Ashmore into a mental health facility for teenage boys. So, yeah, we're getting a little more specific here, and that's why I put it. Mm-hmm. On the night of December 18th and in 1990, the Ashmore Village Board rejected Swinford's request for a zoning permit f- Permit 5 to 0, I don't know what that means, uh, <laughs> effectively dooming the project over concerns related to fire safety, again, um, as well as consideration for public opposition. On Halloween night in 1995, a fire destroyed an outbuilding that sat across the lawn from the front, front entrance of the main building. Yes. Oh. We'll get there. <laughs> So it destroyed the bil- the outbuilding that sat across the lawn from the front entrance of the main building where the par- poor farm's superintendent's house once stood. The outbuilding had been used to teach motor skills to the ve- developmentally disabled prior to the facility's closure in 1987. So, there a little bit more information on Paul Swinford. Because I feel like it's just like Paul Swinford bought it. They tried to renovate it, then they left. So there's yeah. a little bit. He wanted to make it specifically a mental health facility for teenage boys and... The city was like, don't. No. Hmm. Public opposition. So. Oh, yeah. And maybe because they knew the history of the building and they're like, stop trying. Like, do not. All right, just let it go. Okay, so now I have some spooky stuff. Like, not just the history. I've got some spooky things. So, after being abandoned in 1987, Ashmore Estates gained notoriety as a local curiosity and was subject to trespass and vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I said, whoops. <laughs> oh, whoops-a-daisy. Uh, um, 
Rumors spread that the building was haunted. This is back in the 80s. For the Halloween issue of the Verge section of the Daily Eastern News, which I'm guessing is just a local publication, uh, Mike Rice and Matt Fear wrote a satirical piece on how to make Ashmore States into a, quote, highly illegal Halloween escapade. Uh, Quote, no one is really sure what the building once housed, they wrote, but there are stories. These tales revolve around pagan rituals and dismembered bodies dismembered bodies uh we aren't sure if any of them are true or not but they sure do make for three floors of unadulterated fun what i know i'm like we do know what was in there don't lie don't try to make it spookier than it already is like yeah it did say verge section of the day i I feel like it's a satirical thing i don't know that we don't know what was housed in this building yes you do right there's a whole history on it hush (laughs) don't don't lie to me um, Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so three floors of unadulterated fun of pagan rituals and dismembered bodies. Neat. You no, know, that kind of fun. <laughs> you know, and if it was getting broken into and vandalized and all that jazz, like, probably, I'm sure weird stuff happened in there. Like, well, we know weird stuff happened in right, there. Right, but how much weird stuff was brought into the building that wasn't already there because people are... <sighs> I don't know. Hooligans. <laughs> Fools. Okay. In 2004, Michael Clean included Ashmore States in a collection of short historical fiction stories set in Coles County called Tales of Coles County, Illinois. It's really original. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the story involved a man named Darby and his daughter who stayed at the poor farm during the Great Depression. Darby was tormented by the ghost of a girl named Elva Skinner who died in a fire in the original almshouse. Since publication, mm-hmm. several people have claimed that the ghost of Elva actually haunts the building. And then I guess a new edition of the Tales of Coles County uh, was released in 2010. So should probably I want to kind of want to oh. find the book. Yeah, add it to the add it to the collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a little bit more here. As soon as Scott Kelly opened the building for tours in 2006, locals as well as self-styled paranormal investigators lined up to take a look inside. So, this building a lot like people may have heard of Ashmore Estates um because it's actually been in a number of TV shows. There's movies made about it. Like it's kind it's so weird. I don't know. Hmm. What do we have here? In the summer of 2008, Christopher Saint Christopher Saint Booth and Philip Adrian Booth, producers of documentaries such as Spooked and Children of the Grave, filmed at Ashmore Estates. It's not... They didn't say what it was called, which is silly, but it, the movie that they filmed at Ashmore Estates is definitely called uh, Children of the Grave 2. Ah, And yes. apparently it has nothing to do with the first Children of the Grave. <sighs> I, and I'll be honest, I looked it up, <laughs> I looked up this movie, um, on IMDb, and the cover alone, I am probably going to rent that movie tonight. It's so, it looks, it's weird, okay, so it looks, sorry Booth Brothers, it looks really bad, like, it looks just like a step above homemade, uh-huh. but it's got, I think it has a 6.4 out of 10 star rating. Is it a documentary? yes or is it a scripted okay it's i think it's mostly a documentary um it's funny because there were some real there were like obviously good reviews on it and i was like this is they're like for what it is it's really nice and i'm like that's a good way to put it but then there were some people who just like 
wrote these scathing reviews. I kind of wish I had one at the ready. So I I'm going to go ahead and actually I it's so good the the poor review that I found on it that I'm going to go ahead and look it up. Don't let this detour you. No, <laughs> I I honest to god, I really want to watch this. Um let's see. The creator is blah blah blah. And I've never heard of this, so I'm excited. Yeah, the, there's it's got the official se- selection Gasparilla International El- Film Festival 2012 it won an award. It's been seen it's been featured on Sci-Fi Network. Uh-huh. Um it's got an advisory for paranormal extreme fear. I've seen that cover before. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then it says so Children of the Grave 2, the best paranormal evidence ever captured. So I'm excited to watch it. What does it say? The true hauntings of ghost children and their emotional stories of the supernatural. Sorry, it's a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. But honestly, there are movies that I've seen that I've enjoyed that have had lesser reviews. Yeah. So, or lesser stars. So, like, I kind of want to see it. But let's... I gotta read these reviews. They're so good. <laughs> okay, so we're back. I don't know. I'm. Go- I'm this is obviously getting cut in, cut in random. I was super determined to find this uh, this review that I was just talking about, and I found it. So it wasn't on IMDb. It was actually on Amazon. Um, but even better. So a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, right? It has a 4.1 out of 5 star rating on Amazon with triple the reviews. What? <laughs> but that's okay because like the one person or there's multiple people 14% of the ratings are one star but there is just one one star rating that like oh, it's so good well here's like one one star rating that says this was just so stupid and so boring with that many O's I'm like they were really um they're one passionate. of those you can't scare me yeah they were really passionate so here was my favorite that I read <laughs> Uh, this was reviewed back in 2015 by Kit Kat Genie. I'll go ahead and give you credit. I don't know who you are. <laughs> and they put it, oh my god, I didn't even read that right the first time. So it's titled Horrorifically Horrible. Nice. Yeah, starting strong. Here we go. Ready? This movie just drips with outright disinformation and fabrication. I used to live in the building that is in the first part of the movie when it was MVBC or Mount Vernon Bible College. I lived there from 1982 to 1984 on the second floor. In fact, I lived in one of the rooms that used to have bars on the windows and padded walls. Lucky me, I was assigned to that room. But you know what? The entire year I lived in that room, I saw no ghosts. For that matter, I saw no cockroaches or rats either. We did have a little field mouse come into a dorm room once in the wintertime, but gee, how many of you had a mouse get into your attic or garage? The worst thing, and they didn't even mention this, was the bats in the attic, above the fourth floor. They would circle the building at dusk. Once in a while... Uh, one would get loose and get into the dorms. The guys would chase them down and get them with brooms or whatever they could find. But that was the only spooky thing about the building. Well, except for the basement. That was kind of spooky. But I had good times in this building. It holds good memories for me. But I'm sad to see it in such disrepair. And this movie... And and this movie... (laughs) 
I don't know what I was trying to <laughs> in read. This movie. In this movie, tried its best to make it spooky, but jeesh, what a farce. I'm mad. I don't know. Uh, it failed miserably. I could tell the ghosts they saw were either a reflection from the window or a part of the stairway. It's an old building, but it definitely wasn't haunted when I lived there. And just yesterday, someone burned it down. Such a shame. Isn't it weird how timelines line up? Because they wrote this in, on June 27th, 2015. Remember in the notes? I'm pretty sure it was June 26th, something like that. Let me pull it up. Because now my notes are gone. <laughs> oh, poop. I got it. We're fine. We're fine. But yeah, they said just yesterday someone burned it down and it's just kind of wild because it's not noted here. Bunch of liars. What's not noted? In- that it burnt down in 2016. And the thing is, like, maybe I need to watch the movie because it. They couldn't have lived in that building. They said the There's building at the so beginning. There's so many things wrong with what she said. Yeah, and it says the building at the beginning of the movie. I used to live in the building that is in the first part of the movie. Which, if they're just covering Ashmore Estates, then, like, what other. Is it the other city, like the very first thing you mentioned? Waxa, that yeah. made no freaking sense, maybe. But I just, like, it just makes, it was, I guess it's not as bad as I remember, but I guess what was frustrating to me is, like, it's not haunted at all. There were no ghosts. Well, I mean, the basement was spooky. That was a little spooky. And there were bats on the fourth floor. And sometimes they get inside. And I guess mice got in. But it wasn't spooky. All right. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, yeah, and this. And I mean, this happened, too. But get over yourself. Like... I just thought it was. I just thought it was dumb. Not that animals are spooky, but it can scare you. I mean, the sounds and stuff. You're like, you were in a padded room with bars on your window, and you're like, it was fine. Okay. Now, what if it wasn't the school? What if she was one of the residents? <laughs> oh, my oh my god! It was great. She just has like this weird, like she's changed the her memory of it to be like, oh, it was just at college. It's fine. Yeah. So they said they lived back there in eighty four, eighty five. And that was right before Paul Swinford purchased it. Um, that's so... This is what I don't understand because in 1968 is when it was a mental institution and it housed 49 residents. Paul Swinford and Galen Martini purchased the institution in 76, invested over $200,000 into the construction of an addition to the existing building. It started in 77 and finished in the 80s. So, like... Was it still a mental institution? It kind of sounds like you were a resident, homie. Like, Yeah, because they didn't say what they were making. They were just saying they were renovating the... They lived there from 82 to 84. That was in the thick of it being renovated as a mental institution. Oh, girl. <laughs> right? Yeah, because then in 86 is when... Um, something happens. Paul Swinford went into a partnership and wanted to get right the proper certifications and licenses for the building and the the they county said, drug their uh-uh. fee and then let it go into 1.5 million dollars in debt she's got to be talking about a different building is my guess i don't know i feel like because we should- they said the fourth floor unless she's counting the basement as the first floor there isn't a fourth floor i don't know i just that's the thing that caught my my attention was she said on the fourth floor. What fourth floor? I there was an attic. That's I she's either gotta be counting the basement as like the first floor Which or it's 
maybe because when you walk in it's almost like a split level where you can walk up one a half a flight or down a half a flight to go to the quote-unquote basement or quote-unquote first floor i don't know so point is i want to watch that movie and i'm going to rent it like tonight and then what else there were a couple others of their visit, the Daily Eastern News wrote, full-body apparitions, black mists, and a death-filled history. There couldn't be a more perfect place for a paranormal investigation than Ashmore States. A chapter on the history, folklore, and ghost stories of Ashmore States was included in the book Paranormal Illinois. In September 2011, Ashmore States was featured on the season 5 premiere of Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. <laughs> and February... Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's it's weird, because there's more. In February 2013, it was also investigated by sci-fi's Ghost Hunters on their se- in the Season 9 episode called Permanent Residence. Nick Groff, a former investigator on Ghost Adventures, hosted a paranormal event on April 4th, 2015. It was featured again in Season 3 of the Ghost Adventures spinoff show, Ghost, Adventure- Ghost Adventures Aftershocks, where the previous and current owners shared new experiences and updates on the building gonna have to find those episodes no i know so i think i saw the original one but i haven't seen the other two times yeah so lots happening there um it does have a lot of history regardless if you like it or not and it's been featured on a lot of like pretty well-known tv shows there's a movie made about it Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty creepy place yeah. I ha- we haven't been to it since it was bought and kind of specifically turned into like a pay to go haunted house. Right. But it's not the haunted house where like people dress up and jump out and scare you, right? It's just a tour. Of- I think actually I think it's a both. Uh. I think it can be both. So it can either you go in and people jump out and scare you and blah 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 or you can pay to have a tour, like a, a historical tour, probably what I just did, but like a lot more, you in know, depth. coherent. Um, or and in stay a, the I, night. Yeah, I, if I remember right, there was like you pay, I can't remember how much, and you can stay the night alone. They lock, they lock you in. Like you're the only ones in there. You pay for the building for the night, and you. I th- I thought it was staying in the boiler room, but it sounds like you kind of get the whole building. Because I mm. I didn't put it, but I remember reading something about people said they. Yeah, they like lock you in and you're in there literally uh, grave encounter style. They lock you in and you're there for the night. Now, which I would 100% do. I would do again. Um, I say again because we had, <laughs> I got to do that experience do for again, but free. Properly. Yeah. Legally, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, this is definitely a. When we tell this story, we realize it was. Not okay when we did it, but we did it. Right. It, it's, we make, we all make mistakes. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So. No, I was going to say in your history, were there really, in your research, were there actually a lot of deaths that you saw? Because I feel like you didn't say a lot of no, them. But they, really the only deaths that I came across was when it was talking about when it was the poor house in the very beginning and conditions were really bad there. So, but I didn't read up on anything about like the mental, mental institution residents um, dying due to poor conditions or anything like that. <laughs> Hindsight, 2020, should have looked more. But no, other than the original deaths in the early... Because they said it has a history of a lot of death in the building, but where? <laughs> where? Who? I don't know. When? 
All right. So that's what I've got <laughs> on background and history. And I feel like I probably could have done more, like gone as far as to look into the different owners or the deaths or... Or the first building, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, maybe I just read it weird when I first read it, but I swore it was like, we purchased this land, built this building. It was torn down. And then in Ashmore County, we made this building. And it was just, it's weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it may have all been the same. I was I was probably tired when I did this. <laughs> but here we are. That's that's what I've got. The end. So that's it. No, <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. We have no story. We, nothing. We didn't go. Don't care. Just kidding. We went and it was a trip. First of all, I kind of in your history when you said they bought it in 2006 uh-huh and then opened in October of 2006 uh-huh um our one and only visit to Ashmore was the summer of, of 2006. 2006 yep yeah cuz i'm was. pretty sure there was signs up it, like there's always no trespassing signs but i think there was something like there was a for sale sign and it said like or, pending or yeah uh, i don't really remember that i just i i knew that was the summer we went so we went there and they had to have bought it like in the middle of buying it or bought it the next month or something like that so yeah we just we hit it at just the right moment where it had been sitting vacant and no one was in there just yet doing anything Mm -hmm. which does not make what we did any better we should not have been trespassing this building now that we know that it was actually being set up to be sold thankfully we're not pieces of crap people who vandalize and break things just for fun right no we we didn't just like every other trip we've gone on it's not to vandalize it's not to be a poop it's because we want to explore spooky places and that's what we did and yes, we trespassed, which was no bueno, but, um, <laughs> hindsight again. Yeah. We, you know, we could have been smarter about it. I guess if we could have just waited a couple months, it would have actually been a legitimate haunted house. I don't want to say legitimate, but like where you can pay to experience it instead of. Right. But I feel like that would have, we would not have had the same experience that we did if we had someone guide no, us through there at all. Absolutely not. No. So we were very young when we went. It was one of our first times going ghost hunting and I think that's kind of what sparked the whole everything that followed leading us up to this point making yeah, this where podcast. We are now. <laughs> so we were a mere what 14? Yeah, 13, 14 going into this. <laughs> so in we ended up going with our older brother and a couple other people. I think it ended up being a group of seven, six Something or seven like that. people. It was two cars worth of Yeah, people. we took two cars. Um, not everyone went in the building, actually. It was someone our brother worked with who told us about the building. And when we got there, he refused to go inside. He's like, well, I got you here, but no, yeah, I'm not I'm actually gonna, going in. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stand guard out here. And someone else ended up staying behind with him. Um but I truly believe they stayed outside the whole time. I don't think there was one point where I think they were messing with us, but yes, I don't they think were. they ever actually stepped into the building. So a lot of the stuff that happened that I'm going to talk about, I want, I try to find ways to explain it. 
and I come up short, I guess. Yeah. So the first thing we did, we did have cell phones at the time. They weren't super like how they are today, but we did have cell phones. You know, they weren't smartphones, I guess I should say. I think I had a flip phone. Oh, I definitely (laughs) had the flip phone. And everyone had charged phones because we knew we were going to be there for a minute. Yeah. So charged phones. We had walkie talkies, flashlights. We actually took a camcorder to get video footage of the building. Mm -hmm. Which had charged all day before we went. Yeah, that thing sat on the charger forever. We were not taking chances with this. So we got there, ended up recording the outside of the building. I do remember you mentioned that secondary building kind of out in the field. I remember seeing that is definitely in ruins. There was just like half a wall and you could see where there may have been dividers. Yeah, it was a weird it's like I a brick. We didn't building. know what it was. It was just a half brick wall thing. I think what they had told us at the time, which now I guess is wrong, not necessarily true. They said it was like showers or something, almost like an outhouse is what we figured it was. Yes, yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like that's the case. No, it said it was used to teach um, motor skills to development. So, I mean, was there a bathroom out there? Probably. There was, maybe? A, there was something? plumbing or something. But yeah, whatever. but not a sh- an outhouse, shower house that we thought it was. So, But it was hard to tell. Like I said, it was m- maybe part of a brick wall, and then you could see where divider walls would have been, but there wasn't much to that building. We definitely noped on that. We didn't go out to it. We just... Yeah. Got it on the camcorder. We're like, okay, okay that's, that's enough. Cool. <laughs> uh, we walked the perimeter of the building and we got video footage of the outside. And um, it's a pretty creepy, even during the day, it's kind of this just looming in the middle of a field building. I mean, it's busted out window, busted out and boarded up windows. Like It's your sh- typical haunted house looking building. <laughs> it's very, yeah, stereotypical haunted house looking. Uh, just an old brick building. And we walked around the whole outside of it. We weren't out very long, maybe 15 to 20 minutes. No, I remember total. finding a creepy spider. giant spider yeah, yes. in the well out back. Yes. It was, like, we looked black out and yellow. yellow, those really long, like spindly legs. Uh-uh. Ugh. And I hate spiders. I cannot <laughs> even begin to tell you how much I hate spiders. Um, Mm-mm. It was awful. And <laughs> I, that, I, know. I don't hate spiders as much as megan but i still dislike them and i was like uh-uh that was a, a big boy okay yeah. he was a big guy um so we haven't even really gotten in the scary at this point we just get the outside and we're like okay here's a creepy building let's go inside so now everyone who's going to trek inside which ended up being me you our brother brian uh john before mm-hmm. we were together yeah and uh, two of our friends. Yes. So six of us went inside. Yep. So we go to step in, and I don't remember who was actually carrying the camcorder. Do you remember? Um, it wasn't me, I don't think. I feel like well, because Maybe. so it was it was my parents. And camcorder. Yeah. Yeah. I we were obviously still home. I feel like I probably had it was probably it. one of us. Since we took it it from our parents. I like I wanted to say I thought it was me carrying it, but I didn't want to be like, I had the camcorder. But I do think I did because I remember just being like, uh, guys. And uh Because we stepped through because recorded all the outside of the building, fully charged battery, got this little Maybe fifteen minutes worth. Oh yeah. In 
whatever. So we step through the threshold of the building and I, I mean, it feels very stereotypical. It feels very cheesy, but like suddenly the full battery symbol in the top right corner of the screen turned red and started flashing and it didn't even give me any warning. I think it flashed for like three times and then the camera went off. It shut off. The end. <laughs> and we were like, um, hey. Okay. <laughs> and the, I didn't have a backup battery because I charged it all day. Why would I need a backup battery? And then I, if I remember right, I could be pressing my luck here. Uh, cell phone batteries drained very quickly mm-hmm. in that building. Yeah. No, just everything drained. There was no service also. There was like barely service outside but when you stepped in the building everything's gone Mm -hmm. no service the camcorder immediately died which was very frustrating because I wanted to get as much as I could on camera and it just cracked out I don't even know if we have any recording of it did any of it take I I never remember remember seeing it after the fact so I think we may have lost all video footage if we can find it that would be super cool even just see the outside i would probably lose my mind but um yeah so already kind of we were like we don't want to already be like spooky stuff but kind of weird that a fully charged camcorder died the second i stepped through the door frame Mm -hmm. but we didn't drive all this way for nothing so 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 no camera fine whatever march on we i think we left the camera with the two people who stayed outside right and uh ended up going in anyway so what we had mentioned earlier was there was kind of a half staircase it was just a few steps up to go to what would be considered the first floor or you could kind of take your uh left or right and there was a staircase going down into the basement slash boiler room um so what we had been told was the boiler room was supposedly the most haunted part Mm -hmm. of the building for whatever reason we don't know why yeah um Maybe some of those deaths have something to do with being down there. If it was workers or... Basements are just spooky. All right, basements are scary. So the first thing we say is we're going to the boiler room. So we ended up taking the stairs down to get to it, only to find, unfortunately, the boiler room was walled Walled up. Walled off. Yeah. They had concrete bricks completely blocking it. There was a weird little... Yeah, there was a hole that you could like crawl through, but then... There was like another brick wall. Yeah. And I think Brian was nimble enough to kind of look in there and was just like, no. There wasn't anything. Yeah. Which was a super bummer. We were hoping to just, you know, start off strong. I mean, already the camera was kind of a creepy thing, but then to find out we couldn't, there was literally no way to the boiler room. The scare, it's supposedly the most haunted room. We're like, God dang. Right. We were a little disappointed, but it didn't last long (laughs) yes so i don't know if you were gonna mention this part or not i know sometimes i mention things that you're like i was gonna get to that but i want to say it anyway we wanted to make sure we had everything prepared for this trip because we crossed state lines for it not that ashmore illinois is like a crazy distance away but enough so that Mm -hmm. we like stocked up on snacks on drinks but also we stopped at walmart and we bought because we forgot flashlights because Mm -hmm. you know back 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 when didn't really have flashlights on your cell phones so we bought brand new flashlights brand new batteries are you gonna talk about my flashlight yeah it wasn't going down to the boiler room okay it was later Uh. 
uh, what I remember. I remember coming down from the second floor okay. to the first floor. Okay. That's so do you want to get to that later? So, yeah, I guess because I, I, I don't say, remember what point it happened. Yeah. Point is, I Pretty guess. Pretty early on. So foreshadow or foreshadowing i don't know just kind of like giving you sneak peek sneak peek here <laughs> a lot of the stuff we took that night was brand new stuff like we just opened the flashlight packages and the battery packages when we got there the camcorder was freshly charged cell phones were freshly charged the walkie talkies i think had been we charged did, were they charged or did we buy them they had been charged i think we had them already okay okay so so yeah everything we tried to make sure that everything was good to go uh, so the boiler room didn't happen, uh, unfortunately. So we had back upstairs to go to the first floor and we, there, there were staircases at both the front of the building when you first walked in and all the way at the back end of the building. It was just one big mirror it's image, like a I guess. Yeah. Building. A mirror image of itself. Uh, but at the back entrance was an elevator shaft. Yeah. So we went up. We didn't realize it at first. We didn't realize it until we actually went up to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And this may be out of order. That night was so we were there for so long. So much happened that it's I may be really, telling it out of order. Yeah. But nobody knows um, but us. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys me. are otherwise. <laughs> uh, we were walking up to the second floor and. This may have been when it happened. Because um, okay. I feel like it was pretty early on. Yes. We were still, all six of us were together. We hadn't broken up yet. But, and why did we decide to do it after this? I don't know. We, it knows? was just like one bad decision after another. I was walking up from the first floor to the second floor. And I think I was the last one in line. There wasn't anyone behind me. It was just like a mm-hmm. a train up and I was the caboose. Yeah. Uh, my flashlight started flickering. And I was like, you guys, and I was trying to hit it. I said, someone hang back because my flashlight's not staying on. And then all of a sudden you hear this really loud pop and my batteries go flying backwards down the stairs and my flashlight bulb goes flying up the stairs. Like and both ends of the flashlight just exploded, exploded off of in the my hand. body of it. And I have no flashlight and they had already turned the corner. I was like, wait. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So they came back and they asked me what happened. I said, it literally just, the whole thing exploded. It, it separated into like four pieces and took off like the, the um, springs for the batteries went mm-hmm. flying. And I no longer have a flashlight about 10 minutes into the building. I don't even know if we were 10 minutes in. I just have no flashlight. And I'm yeah. like, this is great. We're... There are so many signs. It's like we shouldn't be here, but we we took that anyway. as an invitation. And well, this place is real spooky. Let's let's keep staying here. Let's hang out. So for hours. Oh my god, that was an all nighter. Like when they said you could pay to be locked up from like what sundown to sunup. Pretty much. We pretty much did that and did it for free. <laughs> yeah, I think we were there till like four or five in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we got home when mom was leaving for work and she was very pleased. Yeah, indeed. Or she was getting up for work or something. So, sorry mom. <laughs> uh, so now I have no flashlight. And th- this d- does not stop anybody. We're like, well, that sucks. Let's keep going. And yeah. we go up to the, the second floor. At that point, we noticed, I think that's when we noticed the staircase and something else at the end of the hall. And we're like, 
let's split up, gang. <laughs> For yeah. what reason? I don't know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to like interject. Maybe I'm missing something. Like I said, I'm hoping I'm keeping everything in line mm-hmm. here. But Sounds good to me it may just be all jumbled up. So we split up and half of us head down to the other end of the hall. I think John and two people went to one end. John and Brian. John, Brian, someone else, and then the other, me, you, and the third person, sixth person, whatever, stayed behind. So we are at separate ends of the hall now. Uh, And then I remember they turn, when they get to their end of the hall, they turn and yell at us to stop messing with them. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what? Messing how? Like, we're standing here. We It's three young girls is who they left, and then the two adults, adults. quote-unquote adults, they just went us. to the other end, and we're like, Who are, what are we doing? And they said, you keep saying John's name. We're like, no. no, we're not. We're staying here. We're freaked out. We want you to come back down here. And they said... They sounded, they said it sounded like we were talking them through the walkie talkie and we were like whispering John's name or something into the the walkie talkie. So we took our walkie talkie and slid it across the floor or they did. Yeah. We like sat our walkie talkie, whoever, we sat our walkie talkie on the floor just to show, slid it down and we're like, look, no one's touching it and tell me why. And then wouldn't you know it, the walkie talkie in their hand continued to say John. Yeah. Very clearly it said john's name it didn't say anything else it just kept this very crackly low john mm-hmm. where it's like huh interesting neat, neat. <laughs> so that was pretty creepy honestly yeah and i don't know how much time had passed at this point i think we were just wandering we did some from aimless room to room. searching yeah we found one creepy room with they're all creepy we went to one room that had uh a bed in it like a wrought iron bed frame that was it on the first floor before we went upstairs there was a room right towards the entrance that had all empty they had dust broken there was one room that had like a couch or a love seat yeah very run broken down piece of furniture (laughs) right but tell me why yeah this one room just like pushed up in the corner yeah was just like this heavy wrought iron bed frame with restraints on it Mm-mm. so super like old school if you're thinking mental institution where they just tie people down this was it minus the mattress just all the way flush up in the corner of the room and we're like nope no thank you and that's when like, we went upstairs again if you've seen grave encounters it kind of reminds me of that scene in grave encounters with the hospital bed oh I'll have to rewatch it. I don't remember that part so much. I've seen it an unhealthy (laughs) amount of times. So just remember, there was a big, scary-looking restraining bed frame in the corner corner of a room room. on the first floor. Just keep that in mind. Yes. Other than that, big old empty building, scary empty building. Yeah. We are on the second floor. Uh, After the the walkie-talkie incident, we ended up. Coming back together, I think, as a full group. Yeah, because that creeped us out enough that we're like, okay, let's make like separating was a dumb idea. (laughs) Please come back. So after they came back, I don't know who noticed it first, but someone pointed out that they thought they saw something at the end of the hall where they had been standing near the staircase, Mm -hmm. and they said it was almost like a light. So that's when we started yelling down to them down on the first outside at the cars because we thought maybe they were down there flashing flashlights or yeah um they did end up like throwing rocks up through the window or something we're like 
<laughs> and I think it was after we pointed this out. Like, later they started throwing rocks and we're like, okay, now it's not funny. Like, But this time we thought maybe they were messing with us. And we yelled down and we're like, what are you doing? And they were just in the car. They didn't answer because they were actually in the car or something. So we're like, oh, okay, out, never talking. mind. Uh, but there was a light at the end of the hallway. Uh, but it kind of like a flashlight, sort of just kind of like bobbing a, around against it, the wall. Like a floating orb. Yeah. I, a little bit. There's a lot of cliche things in this story, but where do cliches come from? So. Yeah, it really was just like a little floating orb of light. Like if it was a flashlight light, it was very erratic and just moved And it very didn't seem fluidly. up against the wall. It seemed like it was out in the middle of the hall. Yeah. In between the staircase and the, the elevator shaft. So we decided to go ahead and walk to the end of the hall as a group and see if we could figure out where the light was coming from. And the light kind of like bobbed its way over into the elevator shaft, mm -hmm. which we didn't know that's what it really was at the time. We just saw it go down a hallway and we were like, come back here and took up after it. <laughs> so, cause I don't know why nothing scared us the way it should have. I know. I, I, adrenaline maybe. Probably. Cause I'm thinking about, you know, 13, 14 years old, I should have been, crapping my pants yeah. I would be today but I was just so hyped up I'm like let's get him <laughs> so we take <laughs> off after this light so we go down the hall after this light and we turn to see where it had went and thank goodness some flashlights still work because we just see it drops off into nothingness and it's a broken down elevator shaft and the elevator is down at the bottom and it's all warped where it's been like sitting and not in use mm -hmm. and there is no light there's no more orb there's no nothing and I don't even think there was the cord for the elevator I think it was just sitting wasn't it see now here's gonna be a part where I think the elevator was there because remember someone tried to <gasps> yes, step in and it was, it was the second it just kept floor. rocking that's like, right if you I feel, I feel like if all of us had stepped in but the in, ceiling that of it was kind of like oh it was in, all right? bent and jacked up and there was loose metal and stuff in there but like someone stepped just put one foot one in and foot. stepped down and the thing was like and just started to fall down we're like don't no thanks like what a stupid thing i think about it and i'm just like oh my god yeah, we my were nerves are no shot. one stepped directly in the elevator thank goodness because literally it just took one foot in there and pushing it and it started like bouncing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. no thank you so now at this point we're at the the back end of the hallway and we realize there's a second staircase so i think we take that staircase up to the third floor yes when we get up there uh the first thing we notice at the front end of the hall where the staircase we could have taken if we would have stayed at the entrance was someone sitting on the stairs a figure a shadowy looking it was figure just like a dark and they're kind of hunched outline. over almost like they had their elbows on their their knees and they're kind of sitting with their hands hanging loose you know what I mean they're just kind of hunched over if you can kind of picture that um you couldn't tell who it was though it was just kind of a shadowy Outline, black figure yeah so now we're really thinking it's the guy that stayed outside messing with us because first we saw the light and we're like maybe it was a flashlight he was shining down in the mm -hmm. the shaft or whatever and now he's sitting at the end of the hall because he's the one who told us about the place he told us to come here and he's like oh but I'm not gonna go inside right convenient so, yeah we're like hmm that's weird the guy who's been out here before no one else has so we yell at him and we're like who's down there and we want to know because there was one other person a girl who stayed back so now we want to know who's down there. 
Um, really hoping it's not anything spooky. Well, too bad. Um, <laughs> Good for you guys. Because it was spooky. At the end of the hall, there's these huge picture windows. What well, what would have been windows? It was just open, nothing. There was no glass there anymore, but just huge cutout um, above the staircase, uh, or near the staircase, rather. So we decide to yell at him because we're thinking this he's messing with us and when he doesn't answer we shine our flashlights up at him or they he stood up is what happened first he stood up first and the big picture window behind him um you could kind of see the trees through him (laughs) yeah it yeah they i don't know but your logic brain is trying to like this isn't happening so you're like it's got to be him. So somebody brought their flashlight up and shined it on him. And the second that flashlight hit him, he turned this bright like white, white and he darted in a room just off to the side. It took off and slammed into this room. Um, door didn't shut or anything that I remember. I just remember it was a whoo, like real quick mm-hmm. into the room. It was so, yeah, it was so weird. It was almost like, if the figure was made out of like glass or something. So when light hit it, the whole thing just lit up instead of being a black figure and then right. ran. And again, it's one of those, why are we not running the other direction at this point? Because, because what do we do? We ran straight for Yeah. Everyone's it. like, get him again. We're just like this mob mentality. When we see a ghost, we're like, he can't stop all of us. So right. we just take off. <laughs> so we so- take off after this thing. Um, and this is the room I think where we were just determined to see it, see to it. catch it. Like eye to eye, I guess, because, oh, there's a good, real quick. Oh, God. Eye name to eye is so, such a well, banger. It's song so good. from what movie? Eye to eye. <laughs> so we wanted to be face to face with a ghost. I, I don't think we were um, satisfied with seeing something several yards away at the end of a hallway. We're like, no, no, I want to shake hands with this dude. Right. So we take off after him <laughs> and we turn into the room. And this is the only room I think we saw legitimate furniture besides like spooky beds. Yeah. This is the one that had the couch yeah like the love seat couch yeah. kind of worn down if you like that brownish plaid oh, gross. everyone yeah. had one sort of had the wood accents on the side <laughs> is in that room so when we go in there you kind of there was a door i think but it wasn't closed um yeah maybe closed over yeah but we go into that room and there's nothing all there is is a couch there's no. a like there's a window in there and again it's busted Broken. up like every other window in the building um so I think that startled us because we like turn in and immediately see just like dude. a solid figure of sorts and yeah I it was weird I don't know we all saw this thing that I I mean as far as we can't speak for everybody but the two of us remember very vividly seeing this running down the hall after it turning in the mm-hmm. room and there's just nothing there's nothing in there at all uh but we are not done yet <laughs> We're still not done. Um, We ended up finding on the third floor, maybe in a hallway. Yeah, it was just like in the middle of the hallway or something. There was a rusty ladder up against the wall. The thing is, I don't even know if it was a ladder. It was like... It was just... It was like a handrail thingy that like you could climb like a ladder if it was mm -hmm. on its side. 
uh, whatever it was, it was not safe. So we definitely climbed it. And because <laughs> we, well, we didn't climb because it. we saw it conveniently was underneath um, attic access mm-hmm. to the building. Mm-hmm. So not all of us went up there. <laughs> it was just the two adults leaving yeah, just all the, the kids, kids behind. So Brian and John head up into this attic space to see what was up there first before we did and left us down there. So we're just all like huddled around this <laughs> little makeshift ladder, just hoping waiting. they'll come back down. Um, and then all of a sudden we don't see their flashlights. We don't hear them. Like they, yeah, they disappeared. They walked away from us. If that makes sense. Like to forward, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't see me, but my arms are <laughs> trying desperately to show you it's ahead of me. Right. Uh, and then they had been up there for just a little bit, not not too long. All of a sudden, we hear like stomping or running or something. Yeah. Kind of like a banging. If you had an upstairs neighbor, if you've ever lived in an apartment. And it had sounded like upstairs you, neighbors. It sounded like that. But it was coming from behind us, several feet behind us. So we're thinking they're like walking the whole perimeter of this attic. Right, because they had been up there a few minutes at this point. So it mm-hmm. was plausible that they were back there. So we hear the stomping, but it keeps going behind us, like behind our heads. And I think someone yelled at them at one point. We asked them what they were doing, uh, what they were looking at and what they saw, something like that. But they couldn't hear what we were asking. So like, I think it was John who came up exasperated um, to the to the drop down to yeah, ask us what we hole. were yelling. But he came from the opposite direction of the noise. And then once we saw them the stomping behind us stops Stops. and now brian and john are coming from the totally opposite direction of where we heard these sounds and we asked them what was up there and they said just big open room graffiti kind of what you would expect there's nothing else really up there that i remember them saying and we're like were you walking around um and they said it, I mean, just what you would expect from. They're like, we were just trying attic. to look until you uh, yelled at us to come back. So they us. thought we got freaked out just being down there in the dark. I'm like, no, I'm getting freaked out because I hear you stomping over here. And we told them, we're like, we hear noises coming from over that way. And they said they hadn't even gone over there. They were just looking at the graffiti on mm-hmm. the walls. There wasn't anything up there. And we're like, uh, you should probably come down now. <laughs> so. When you talked about somebody, I'm going to go back a little bit to the history part. You talked about somebody buying it that summer to work on it. Yes. And we had, we went there, well, they bought it and made it up that fall. We had gone in the summertime. And I don't remember at one point this happened. This was not this night. Let me clarify this. No, this was a completely different time. The attic, we just heard the stomping, but... I'm going to go ahead and hopefully if they're listening, I don't even remember who it was. So I'm sorry. This is your story, not ours. But this is what I remember uh, what was told to us. We had talked to someone about how we had gone to Ashmore that summer. And they're like, no way. I was working on that. I was helping the people who bought it, helping it to turn it into a haunted house. And I remember at the time we're like, it's not a haunted house. Like it's just a rundown building. He's like, no, someone bought it. We're like, that can't be possible. We were just in there and he's like no they bought it so again we just found that sweet spot we must have gone right before right place right time because they were in the middle of buying it because i remember when the timeline when we lined it up we're like well 
that means we were in their building <laughs> so Yikes. or in their soon to be building but there was a guy that one of i think our older sister knew that helped work on this the ashmore estates haunted asylum where you can actually pay to go he helped get that set up and small world first of all right uh, when we told him about the attic we gave him the rundown uh of what happened to us this night and he was kind of shook about the attic and he told us it was him and one other guy they were up there working getting the attic cleaned up and there was a couple that showed up wanting to do the flashlight tour and so they had to explain to them we're not actually open yet we're still just getting things together getting it ready and they're like oh we drove all this way and we just heard about it and they kind of felt bad and they're like "Eh." i mean it looks like a nice couple right we'll give you like a pre-tour they were just hesitant because of all the vandals and stuff people breaking in and things like that but they looked like a well enough couple so they're like okay we'll let you come in but we're just gonna let you know we're gonna be working so if you have any questions about anything like please just let us know so they wanted to know where they should go look and they're like well you can look upstairs if you want I don't remember if they told them like they were working on it or something like that they kind of just wanted to keep them near the couple Mm -hmm. near them so they told them they could go check out the attic plus it gave them a chance to like take a break I guess yeah so this couple goes up in the attic with their flashlights and they're not gone maybe a minute Mm -hmm. they're not up there long at all and all of a sudden they come storming back and fly down those stairs and they both look like they're about to throw up they're pale um and they started telling the the two guys that were working like you said you guys were the only ones Mm -hmm. here and they said we are we are and they're like no there's other people up there and so like the woman's in a panic the guy is like ticked off because he's like oh you guys are trying to scare us and yeah so the two guys working end up separating the couple to talk to them individually and they're like whoa everyone needs to calm down first of all so the guy that we talked to talked to the woman i believe i think and regardless whoever he talked to he's like explain to me what happened because y'all look super scared (laughs) so she said they went up there and they were shining their flashlights in the attic and they shined it in one corner and i don't know which corner it was it makes me wonder if it wasn't the corner that we were here same corner but she said she saw people crouched in the corner of the room and uh, it just like makes my skin when they told us the story no Mm -mm. so she said she saw some people crouched in the corner of the room and they yelled out to them to turn around or asked who was there. Because right. I think they also, they were like, maybe these are the kids that have been vandalizing. Like Right. They thought someone was hiding up there that the guys didn't know about. So they yelled at these people. They kind of, I guess, kids maybe. They were smaller. smaller hiding in, in stature. the corner. <laughs> yeah. So they yelled at them. And she said, when they turned around to look at them, none of them had faces. And it. <laughs> oh my god it's just me and they just like took off running immediately they're like gross and just yeah and we were told that the guy told the same exact story to the other yes when they when he talked to the guy he was working with he said the other half of the couple same exact story kids in the corner turn around blank no features no face just smooth Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing um 
if I would have known that going in and then heard that stomping in the corner. That'd be a no for me, dog. I mean, I say I would have lost my mind, but apparently you couldn't stop us. Yeah. We were there all night. So Right. It uh, took little, to, it took, well, no, a lot to deter us. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I don't know. That is not our story. Again, that was somebody else's story, but it's the same building happened in the attic. Uh, gross. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if I would have seen actual people, I couldn't imagine if we went up in that attic. No. Oh I, my God. No, thank you. So we abandon the attic at this point. Going back to our story, we hear the stomping and we're like, you guys need to come down. We're scared. So they come down with yeah, us. So they came back down. We, I feel like there were, there's two more things that happened. You're going to have to help me then. I remember. Yes, I do remember okay. too. Okay, there, there we it go. is. There it is. <laughs> so, so I'll let you keep going. We, it was in the same room, right? yes okay that's yeah, what i thought okay. so here's here's the thing we have explored all the floors that we can we feel like we've exhausted um, like it's been a creepy place but we kind of there's not much more to look at every room is uh identical it's just a cookie cutter style so we're like okay i think we've had enough for one night um so we head downstairs and we just want one last thing i don't know why but we're just not satisfied and we're like let's it try. wasn't one last it wasn't necessary we there's always a level did of we come from the back is that why and then walk yes. towards the front yeah the reason right. it's because we saw the thing and then we're like well now we were heading out of the building and we walked past that room if you remember with go the, back a little bit with the bed with the restraints and it's sitting diagonal in, in the, the center of the, of the room. room and we kind of poke our heads out at the I don't know if we poked our heads out. We yelled at the people outside and we we're like, quit yeah, messing, quit with, messing us. with us. Because they were throwing rocks up through the window at one point and we were getting ticked. We're like, quit it. Yeah. So we thought the two people who stayed behind came in and moved the bed and we're like, man, that's not funny. You got to quit. So we went into the room because this thing looks heavy yeah. and that's because it was heavy. heavy. So we went in and we're like, if they move, we're going to move it back. It took multiple people to move that bed frame and when you did the scraping on the floor just echoed down the hallways because it's concrete floors and an iron bed frame and there was no way absolute first of all it took almost all six of us to move move that and it still was loud and it's just two people outside there's absolutely no way they could have lifted that bed. And they moved, moved that bed on their own. And if for some reason they found the strength in them to do it, they couldn't have done it quietly. There was no way. So now we're like, okay, here Someone's we up go. With this room. So just one last scare. We decide to all stand in this room with the bed in the middle that has apparently moved on its own. And we all turn our flashlights off <laughs> and we are standing in total darkness in this secluded room we're just like determined to feel something maybe not even see something but just like there was something in that room that was not right right obviously a presence something strong enough to move move something (laughs) so i don't even know if we said anything or if we asked any questions no we sat in like uncomfortable silence and it was like you could feel the the you could tell that we were seconds away from like 
okay, let's go up. turn yeah. on your flashlights. You could feel the un- the restlessness in the group. Uh, and then right as we're about to turn our flashlights on, you hear a crack and something. You felt the whoosh from come from above your head. And then and then it slammed on the ground. And, and you, you just feel, feel all this hit your ankles. It went across and our shoes. And this loud slam and kind of like a... Well, what it sounded like yes. was a piece of drywall falling from the ceiling and just smashing at our feet. And then just like, yeah, exploding when it hit the floor. So the pieces of plaster were hitting our ankles, our shoes. I felt it hit my ankles because I was wearing shorts because I am never not wearing <laughs> shorts. So rightfully so has this all spooked. Everyone like jolts, screams, like, Bleh! and we turn our <laughs> lights on because holy crap. And... That floor there is, is nothing spotless. on the floor. And we're like, holy crap. Six people standing in one room. And I mean, we were all pretty we much together because we were circle. scared. <laughs> so we were all, you know, sardined in this room. And then as things kind of something, nothing happened, we kind of started to dissipate. And then that thing fell and we all back together. Mm-hmm. And you would think someone nothing. was just in there and had swept that floor. There was nothing. Nothing on the floor. Not a speck. Not the ceiling was fine. There was nothing. I can't explain it. That I'll never be able to explain. Anything else, it's like maybe this, maybe that. You cannot explain that drywall falling off the ceiling. Mm-mm. Absolutely no way. So that was our cue. We finally had enough. <laughs> And we left the building 100% satisfied, creeped out, probably never going back again <laughs> to yeah. that building. Um, Even though I want to now. I say bringing it all back up makes me kind of want to go back. But then For telling sure. the encounter makes me not want to <laughs> go back. And if you want one more side story, um, and you could probably look this up maybe, um, our local news station, I don't know if you remember this, WTHI actually did a Halloween special out at Ashmore because it was so vaguely renowned vague, yeah. in our area. So I, was just, I remember seeing it on the news, but it couldn't have been Illinois news. So yeah, WTHI makes sense. No, it was one of our newscasters and he's a super skeptic. He said that going in, he's like, it's not my thing. And that's why they kind of pressured him to go. They're like, it'll make you a believer. You should definitely go. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. So... And he's kind of just a, I don't know. I've met him in person a couple times. So when they say he was skeptic, I 100% believe that. I feel like he wouldn't believe in any of this stuff. So they they send him out, of course. And he was kind of just poking fun at it when they were recording. He's like, oh, we're at the haunted Ashmore. And it's like, and he's a little guy. Like, it's kind (laughs) of funny to see him. He just doesn't care. He's like, man, we're just in this haunted building. We're going to stay the night. And I'm going to report to you guys all night and we're going to come back with this story. I think you can find this on YouTube. Not what actually happened, but part of this part of the segment when they first get there. So and he tells us later and he'll tell you now he is a believer in this stuff because at one point in the night he said he got very sick or dizzy and he needed to sit down. So they found like a folding chair for him to sit in and they sat him in the hallway near the staircase. Yeah. I don't know why near the staircase, but that's where they sat him. Um, he doesn't remember what happened. He just remembers blacking out. And then he woke up at the bottom of the stairs 
and he actually broke his arm. He said, they said they saw him in the chair and he slumped over and just got like knocked out of the chair and woke up with a broken arm. (sighs) So the next day, like on daytime news, he ends up telling the story like I... 100% believe it now. Like, whatever happened to him, I don't remember the whole thing, but yeah. So there it is. That's Ashmore Estates, and it is Ashmore, Illinois. It is hands down our top, our number one haunted place we've been. I can speak for both of us pretty certainly. In early episodes, we may have hinted at this episode coming up and how ooh something creepy's coming this is that something creepy so many things so many inexplicable things i man even <sighs> before our rating i'll just tell you when i i have a top three and this is number one like 100 without sure. a question in my mind this is number one now that it's somewhere that you can actually buy a ticket to go see it i would suggest doing the overnight where they don't have people dressed right, up it's to like scare a not you. guided tour you just stay. there's no reason for it i feel like there's enough activity there that i 100 percent believe is legitimate Genuine. haunting so i guess we're i went ahead and jumped the gun i know we've got to do our rating no but it's fine it's obviously you can tell from our story that place is haunted it's spooky yeah absolutely i feel yeah. In my my personal opinion. I think just the so. the other stuff is going to be interesting because I know you didn't do the history and background on this. I don't think you knew much of it at all. So No. Mm-mm. So that was all news to you. So I guess we'll since we're on this train, we'll go ahead and just jump into our rating. Our rating. Yep. So the first rating is going to be historical accuracy. Yes. Now I don't um, know about this it's a weird one because I, there wasn't a lot of history on the people that died there and maybe that's my fault i mean it probably is my fault i just i don't know if it's documented at all it just said mm-hmm. it, there's two cemeteries so like we know Enough what to happened fill two small cemeteries yeah so historical accuracy on this place i don't i think it's weird because what happened i I don't know if it lines up with the background. So let's, do you have a gut reaction? Yeah. Okay, let's go for it. It's going to be weird, I think. Okay. Yeah, three, two, one, two. Okay. I was stuck between two and three. I just went the middle because I wasn't sure. I went on the lower end of the middle because the things, the spooky things that we saw didn't necessarily line up with the history. Yeah, that's true. I could get behind that like I there guess. people died there mm-hmm. and we know that on the grounds because the original building is where they mentioned the people dying and that is no more because they demolished it and then made a fireproof building that's since been added on and added on right um, yeah yeah it's so i feel like there's some accuracy to it but it really doesn't line up with much of what i looked up and this sounds silly, but I know a lot of those TV shows, Ghost Adventure, Adventures, Ghost Hunters, things like that, are kind of... Mm. I mean, they're staged. It's a show. Yes. But I wonder what kind of history they did, too. Like, I would almost be interested in watching the episodes, because I know they give, like, a slight background, just to give you an idea of what you're going into. Yeah. But, so I'm curious if 
because you know they want to err on the side of spooky that they would talk about the people who actually died in the building as opposed to this is what it used to be you know yeah so maybe that will sway my decision but as of now it's it's low it's pretty low yeah so the next thing we're going to rate is scare level level yes (laughs) it's been a minute so wait what's the third one believability oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah. so scare level do we three two one five five, five first five, five solid five no, second five is there a second what was first five? Oh, you know i don't remember <laughs> i can't remember has there wait now because there was one with historical accuracy out of five wait you're right this might be our first scare level five. scare level five absolutely it I went in not knowing a whole lot, except that it was a haunted insane asylum. So I don't know Which, if I was expecting like campy. screaming or... Right, that sounds campy on its own. Like if someone tells you there's a haunted insane asylum, you're immediately skeptical regardless of how much you believe. And I, mm-hmm. that's for me anyway. Because Even at a mere 13, 14, I was like, okay, Right, mom. I'm a firm believer, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, it's an insane asylum. Ooh, it was. Right. Well, okay, it tried to be. It tried to specifically be one for teenage boys, but it was a poor farm almshouse whatever that housed needy independent which it's noted in his the history that there were mentally ill people there who weren't well taken care of and they lived in squalor mm, and yeah so we don't know what kind of care they did or didn't receive abuse i say abuse, abuse they is, i guarantee abuse happened it's sick it's probably still happens today forget all that yeah mm. okay so but yeah, I would 100% of five. I know we like pushed it and stayed and did a lot, hung out a lot longer than I think we would at any other place. But I almost, when we saw the time, we're like, holy crap, we didn't realize we had been, We'd there, been there that hours. long. What we were there, probably six hours. Yeah, because I think we left around four or five in the morning, keeping in mind it's Illinois. So by the time we got back to Terre Haute, it would have, it was like seven. Six, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we live right on a time zone line where... Yeah, if you go 20 minutes in any direction, you're in a different time zone. It's great. Not any direction, but... East or west. Yeah, so... It's fun. Right. Anyway, so... Five. I stand. That is a solid five. (laughs) Right. So, believability. And we're talking... Because historical accuracy is separate on its own. We're talking believability. We do this every time. We should have it solidified by now. Right. Believability in the sense mind. that you believe that the place is haunted. I think the way we've been doing it is the historical accuracy combined with what we experience doesn't match. Does that make sense? It does. It sense? does. And I think I know my answer then. Which I hate because that 100% changed my. Right. Oh, poop. Are you ready? <sighs> I'm pretty confident I'm gonna, in mine. You know, I'm, I'm gonna going with my it. first one. I'm going to just go ahead and stick with it. Maybe you'll change my mind. So let's do it. All right. Three, two, one, four. four. Ooh, no, we did I, it. <laughs> because here's the thing. Historical accuracy was a two and it was a shaky two. Scare level is it's so such a high five that I feel like it counteract it's Mm -hmm. four to me is safe because is the historical accuracy there but do i believe the place is haunted even taking into account what little historical accuracy there is yes Yes. and 
again, it could be something that we didn't find. You didn't find in the research that could be. I probably could have done more, honestly, because like I said, I could have dug into each owner. I could have dug into the history of it just as a poor house and like why the people died. And I guess, like I said, the understanding is it was probably the poor living conditions, but yeah, they were mentally ill people. So how were they cared for? And why right. why did they show up in the first place was it like they were dumped off or was it we really want so and so to be better like Doubtful. doubt it doubt <laughs> it i know i like to see a small silver lining if i can but it's not there um uh-huh. yeah no a four okay i was afraid i was going way too high on that but uh yeah i stick with a four on that no the so. five outweighs the two so much mm-hmm. yep so overall overall Again, I, feel I think confident. I know what I want to say. Yeah. Are we going to be in? No, because we didn't agree on the first one, but that's okay. Ready? Three, two, one, four. four. Okay. We we're still going to stand. Almost everything. Almost. We're well, almost there. It, it's because the historical accuracy, I just know we're missing something and that's no, yeah, you know, offense to you or saying that you didn't do enough, but. I could have done more. <laughs> Shame on you. I know. No, it's. Yeah. Historical accuracy is what's shooting this place in the foot, but like, let it be known, like, those are high ratings, and if historical accuracy would have swung a little bit higher, this place could be like a five across the board. Yeah. 100%. Which would be crazy. We almost have to do an update. Shoot, I'll go again. Listen, today is October 18th. Uh, Halloween is upon us. It's it's coming. Um, I would go. 100% 100% would go to Ashmore again. Yeah. I would. I'd pay that money. I'd pay good money. To oh, stay we overnight. almost have to do a follow-up. Do a. We will have to now if we we're go. Go- we're going to. I Ooh. feel it in my bones. We can't get the original crew together, but... No. No. But... The majority. Yeah. We could get together. Y'all want to go to Ashmore? Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. What a good one. I've been waiting for this one for a minute like i've just been thinking about this one I know, i've been so stoked for this one um sorry it's a lengthy one i guess we thought about doing this two parts and we'll find out after i edit this if you're hearing this in two parts or not so if we didn't do it in two parts we thought about it if we did do it in two parts you're welcome for not having a two-hour episode All right, here's your pre-halloween present from us to you yeah man yeah it was a doozy such a good one. Oh my goodness. Woo. But there's so many good ones to come. So Yes. Yeah. And Hopefully we haven't peaked yet. That'd I know. Be a bummer. And like I said, we're gonna start uh traveling soon now that Megan's back from vacation because she decided to freaking take mm. a break. Like you think you get one. Like hey. you think you're entitled to one. Hey, I'm bringing back some good stuff that I'm gonna share with you guys. Oh yeah. Megan did visit some scary places, so we'll have to follow up on that. I don't even, I don't know. This is, this will be like the only one so far. It's been hard not to talk about it. That only one of us experienced it. So I'm just going to have to take her word for it. I'll tell you guys if I believe her. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Um, right. So yeah, that's the episode. No new donors yet. Still hoping to get more soon, but we are. But we are expanding, which is super cool. I don't know if you checked out our, um, dashboard there but we've hit like four more countries i think i did briefly yeah the 
we're still getting a lot of listens, still a lot of support, like moral support and people reaching out to us, which we also really appreciate. Monetary oh, yeah. isn't necessary, but monetary yeah. helps. It so, does. so if you like what you're hearing, consider donating. Um, we're out here doing God's work. <laughs> I can't um, remember where else we hit, but we're in a couple more countries. So I appreciate, we appreciate the listens and the, yeah. I don't know how the word is spreading to. And, well, and just recent, like this weekend, I know some of my friends were like shamelessly plugging the podcast for me. I was like, thank you guys. God and bless. like, I know for certain that like three people personally who just recently were like, oh, I just started your podcast. I'm like, that's, that's wild. And Thank you. Right. Thank you. I don't know. Just thank you. <gasps> or someone else, didn't you say someone told someone else, they're like, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. And they're like, yeah, that's Megan and Kelsey's podcast. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And we thank goodness sake. Yeah, we thank everybody who's been really supportive of this so far because we really like doing it. I really like doing it. Um, I'm going to keep doing it whether you like it or not. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Thank you, guys. Uh, the only other plug, I think. We'll just always ask for um Yeah, I want to make it stories. a regular thing, depending um, when they come. I think we have to decide kind of a, uh, a schedule for this. But we 100% encourage you guys to send us your own stories. Uh, anything. Anything supernatural, spooky, scary. Just um, whatever you want to share with us. Right, send us send them to us we'll tell your story if you want and we'll yeah and we've heard a lot of your stories you tell us them um just preferably if if you want us to share anything on here go ahead and send it to us whether it's like through email um text us personally i don't know yeah we have our email address it's or so they say pod at gmail.com uh i think that would be the preferred method the yes. next would be any of our social medias or so they say pod yep. on um, most of them twitter Instagram, twitter and facebook uh yeah just send us anything that you'd like us to share and we'll get together some listener episodes and um you can be featured on our podcast because I do the I get the word of mouth a lot. That's like, oh, I have this really scary story and that's super great. But please send them to me because I'm not going to remember and I don't want to tell it wrong. So right. I appreciate the Correct. telling me in person. But please send an email, a text message, a facsimile. Get oh it to me. God, so. stop. <laughs> all right. Well, and was there another plug or no? I think that's all for now. Just um, thank you for your support. Please consider donating to our Patreon. It super, super helps us out a ton. We that's, love you guys. Yeah, and that's patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Everyone who's donated so far, thank you so much. And thank you everyone who just shares our stuff online. It's wild, y'all. It's been fun. Okay. It's been real fun. I think we're done gushing. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Yeah, thank you. All right. See you next time. Okay, bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, Or So They Say Pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash Or So They Say Pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 
Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening. <laughs>